The following podcast may contain topics not suitable for a younger audience. Due to the nature of our shows, we also cannot guarantee spoiler-free discussions about anything, so keep that in mind. Borderline podcasts are uploaded almost every week, and you can keep up to date with our podcasts and panels by following us on social media at facebook.com slash borderlinepanels, or on Twitter at B-O-R-D-E-R-P-A-N. Please enjoy the show. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Borderline Podcasts from Borderline Panels. I am Austin, your host here with two wonderful folks, one of those people being Tori. Hi, it's been 87 years since I've been here. I'm now a real, actual skeleton. (laughs) And John? Where are my lemon squares again? (laughs) Seems I have surrounded myself with the dead and dying, (laughs) Uh, um, which is appropriate because Halloween is coming up quite soon. Oh, yes. I've been looking so forward to it. Today is what day? The 8th of Halloween? Uh, I want to say the 9th. The 9th of Halloween? Right. Um, And very recently... Uh, we went to Anime Weekend Atlanta, oh, and my uh, goodness. we are going to start the podcast episode this time with giving our um, quick recap of that convention. Um, but before that, a few other little things. Um, we do have a few uh, very interesting and fun articles coming out on the website. Uh, I feel like I, I hope that I am saying that all the time, and I hope that it is always true. Um, <laughs> But, uh, I, yeah, we've got one big one that I announced in the last episode that is super, super duper close to being finished, and hopefully I will have the final submission in by tonight, and you guys can all enjoy that. Um, it is a, well, I don't know, do I want to tell them what it is? Or uh, just let it let it drop? It's a surprise. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll keep it strange and mystical. Why okay, not? okay, that'll work. We'll, we'll keep it like that. Um, and then I do want to give a wonderful shout-out to um, our two contest winners that I uh, recently was able to mail out their um, manga that they won for our birthday giveaway. Um, I mailed it maybe three weeks after the contest ended, which was a pretty good record for me, I guess, because <laughs> I, I tend to do things fairly slowly, um, just like this podcast. Um, but uh, I did get it out eventually, just like this episode. Um, so it is... <laughs> I mean... Things do happen eventually. They do, and I I like to think that everything works out in the end. Um, So thank you guys um, for participating in our giveaway, and I hope you really enjoy our manga. Um, Or your manga, rather. It is no longer ours, but it is our gift to you. Um, Apart from that, I don't think we have any other updates. Um, Soon enough, John and Ryan will be returning for another video game-centric episode. Yes, it'll be happening this week, so we'll have something out to you uh, either this week or the next week, depending on how our posting schedule goes. Excellent, and John and I will be finishing Roroni Kenshin quite soon as well. 
Um, we would that this the Kenshin episode would be our next episode, but we did have a few um, things that uh, jumped into the schedule uh, that we wanted to do. So we are pushing pushing uh, Kenshin back a little bit, but not too long. Hopefully, we'll be back to that fairly shortly. I hope so. I really want to finish that up because I've been having fun. Me too. It's been a, it's been a really good time. I've enjoyed watching those movies. Um, but in this episode, like I said, we are going to be recapping our experiences at Anime Weekend Atlanta 2017, and then we're going to take a quick break, and we are going to have a special guest on the podcast to discuss with Tori and I, since John hasn't seen it yet, um, our review of Little Witch Academia. Do the last two episodes count? Um, o- they only count as much as the last two episodes count. <laughs> So that is like one thirteenth of the show. Great, bring me back at the end, and I'll give my two cents. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but uh, yeah, let's just go ahead and talk about uh, Anime Weekend Atlanta. Um, for me, this was my second time going, but the first time I went, I only went for a day and one evening. So that's really terrible. Di- really didn't count too much. It it was. I mean, I had a lot of fun, um, really, in that one day, but um, it was nice to actually go and be able to spend time at the con and enjoy all that it has to offer. But, Tori, how many times have you been? I think this made my third or fourth time. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Um, in your um, experience, how did this year stack up to the previous years that you had been? Um, about the same. The only thing missing were some of the friends um, that kind of... Uh, were the regular group that I would go with, so that was a little bit of a bummer. But um, other than that, it it's held up. I mean, um, you know, they still have good things going on, good guests, good panels, um, fun events, fun musical guests. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I wasn't disappointed. Yeah, me neither. I um I really enjoyed this con. It it I think it has um, taken the place of whatever one was before. I couldn't even remember. Probably, probably seeing Studio Trigger at Animazement was my the height of my uh, convention experience so far, but that was one event. Mm. Um, I think AWA as a whole, just because it was so cohesive and fun oh, yeah. and all the elements were great, that it has it's probably my favorite convention experience ever. Mm-hmm. So um, I just thought it was super solid and fun. Um, but I'll talk a little bit more about why later, but um, I want to go into, um, I guess we'll just jump into you, John. Tell us a little bit about your experience, because you were completely new to this convention. Yeah, yeah. so I've never been to this con before. I've only been to cons in state, so first time I've been to a con out of state. And uh, I decided to do something different as well, and uh, volunteered as well. So. And you had never volunteered? I've never volunteered for a con, I've never been to this con, so I'm getting to a whole, I'm just jumping into a whole new experience here. So what is it like being an actual idiot? <laughs> Well, see, that's my profession on the side. So you're gonna have to be a bit more specific about which, which aspect. Excuse me, I meant to say actual professional idiot. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, um, well, it starts with working all the time, and then mm-hmm. you just kind of go from there. So uh, I was part of the technician crew when I volunteered, and I was a little worried at first because when I signed up online, I said to do 20 hours, but I could only sign up for eight. So when I had talked to the registration guys about it, they're like. What, you're a technician? Yeah. <laughs> You'll be fine. You'll find hours. Don't worry about that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so uh, Friday was interesting because uh, I basically got there at 8. I ba- Nobody else wanted to go with me, so I had to get an Uber there, which is fine. Sorry. I don't blame you. 8 very early. <laughs> Sorry. I, I'm not even a little bit upset. I just remember, like, rolling over and you just being, like, gone, and I was like, 
Okay. <laughs> a man's got to do what a man's got to do, I guess. I, I, I guess. Do people say that? Yeah. I, I, sure. I, that, a John's got to do what a John's got to do. Yes. Especially when I shouldn't. Anyway, so I got there around 8, and uh, I got paired up with somebody just so they could kind of show me what they do and all that good stuff. Um, I spent the first part of it gaffing. And for those of you who don't know, that's basically taping cords to the floor so that people don't trip over them. That's the whole thing. And it's a very important thing to do. Uh, it's got to be done. And I have all much deeper appreciation for people who uh, put that time and effort to do that. But that sucks. That is no, by no means an AWOL exclusive, but like gaffing is the worst. Oh my gosh, that was terrible. Probably the worst part of my con, easily. But with that said, the people I was working with were really, really good. They were very nice, very awesome, very fun to cut up with. They were they're fun to be around and just funny in general. So for me, I, I just had a whole lot of... So despite the work being terrible, the people I was with made it a whole lot better. Um, I also helped set up one of the ballrooms. I think it was a CDF. Helped set that one up. Uh, and then for the last half of that day, it's kind of a funny story. So I'm in the technician room. And uh, I, we're just, I'm just kind of feeling calls and whatnot, running cables when they need it and whatnot. And then we have somebody come in and like, hey, yeah, so our sound guy for grand panels just kind of left. Uh, our lighting guy is doing both lighting and sound. Could we get somebody to i uh, I'm on it. I got you right there. So I went over there, and I had like a 24-channel mixer, which for most people is just like, okay. But for me, I'm just like, I'm in heaven. I love playing with this stuff. And I'm in like one of the biggest rooms they have aside from main events. So I'm just like, I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> And, uh, like, there was all some technical issues. Uh, HDMI cables didn't want to work, and that was fun. To, I'll spare you the details of it, but we had to bypass something for Crunchyroll's panel, and then we had to bypass that thing for Funimation's panel. So, speaking of which, so, yeah, I actually got to run a few uh, industry panels this time, which is kind of cool. Uh, I've never met people from the industry. I didn't know that Crunchyroll and Funimation actually came out to these kind of things. So no. yeah, it's kind of their thing that, <laughs> that they, uh, they 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 come to. But they've never come yeah. to the cons we've been to. So for me, it's, uh, it's kind of a new yeah. thing. I didn't know that. Well, was. I mean, they they do, but typically, like AWA is one of those cons that is so big that they try and use it as sort of their their uh, San Diego Comic Con sort of style thing, where they they come out with all their their new announcements mm-hmm. and things like that. I think occasionally they will do announcements at Animazement and other smaller cons, mm-hmm. but typically they wait for the big ones, and that's why they had the premieres and right, all of the right. news stuff, but, which you got to see some of. But, but again, like I've never been exposed to that. I've never really right. gotten that kind of uh, yeah, that kind of experience. It's a, with them, it's, yeah. a, it's a big kind of like out of state con thing because mm-hmm. I used to go to Otakon pretty frequently, mm-hmm. um, and you would see a lot of that at Otakon as well. Mm-hmm. So it kind of scales to you know how many people they expect to be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah and I think we talked about it earlier. Like there was like twenty five, twenty six thousands about thirty one. Yeah, it was thirty one this time. It was huge. Thirty one thousand. But speaking about the industry panels, those guys are nice. Like, all those representatives and whatnot, like, despite the technical glitches we had, they were, like, some of the nicest people I've ever met. And they just made my life and my job a whole lot easier. So, like, thank you guys for being such wonderful people and for bringing us all this content and getting all this kind of put together for us. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Met the lighting guy. He was a really good, cool dude to talk to. I'm hoping to work with him later on. And uh, I worked 16 hours on Friday. And then was either eating or sleeping for the rest. <laughs> uh, John doesn't know what the word vacation means, or enjoyment, or happiness. That's just work. Vacation's just working somewhere else, right? I guess. <laughs> Seems so, apparently. 
And then on Saturday, I decided to take a break and only work nine hours as opposed to like 16. So, and that day. Lazy bomb. <laughs> and that day, I just uh, did CDF for the most part, managing mm-hmm. their soundboard, which was fine. I got, again, I got Gretchen Roll and Funimation to come back and do an entry panel. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there was Faku. <laughs> and then we moved, and then there were some fan panels afterwards, and it was fun. It was really great. Really good time. So, uh, oh all in all, I have to say, like, I did not expect to be running sound for a lot of these panels, especially the industry panel, since it's my first time volunteering, period. But, like, that was awesome. I'd love to do that again. Meet more people in the industry, kind of talk to them a little bit more, and just, it was a lot of fun. Uh, overall, it was a really enjoyable experience. And the tech guys were also really nice, really good to get along with. It was just, I, I'm willing to do it again. That was just a lot of fun. That's awesome. Fun. And a bi- definitely have a bigger appreciation for cons and how much work and effort goes into that. Because I was just technicians. We had at least 13 other channels that you could talk to for people who run, like, the AV rooms, for people who do with hospitality, people who um, are the Panda Express, whatever that was. I'm not sure what Not the, the restaurant. Oh, no. <laughs> that had nothing. The Panda Express? No, 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 no. It, there, there, there was a Panda Ops kind of section that we had. I don't remember what they did. But what, they, what does Panda indicate? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I remember walking past their room, though, because they were in the... Um, main part near where registration was mm. and at that moment I figured out what they did but then now it's like I, right, so, I don't remember but I just remember there's just a lot of different departments and a yeah. lot of different people to talk to to get stuff done so it yeah. it was a lot it was a lot to take in I definitely have a better appreciation for these things being put together and uh, when technical issues happen yeah because they happened more often than I like to admit yeah it's one of those things where I guess I guess with anything that's well run you want to run it in a way that it looks like you didn't do any work at all mm-hmm. because everything went so smoothly. Mm-hmm. It's only when things go wrong do the general community tend to latch on and be like, hey. Yeah, our jobs are done best when you don't know we're doing our jobs. Exactly. Yeah. Just like editing. Oh. Good editing is invisible. I- I'm glad that you're starting to appreciate that as well oh, as please. <laughs> I, I, I try my best to live that out as much as possible, but, you know, I am only a... A human being and can only do so much. Did you but say a human being? A That's human what I heard. Being. I'm going with it. Absolutely. Um, well, cool, I mean, John. we are on Podbean, so it kind of makes sense. It's true. Fair. We're all human beings. We're all beings. Um, but, um, John, I think that's that's a really awesome perspective um, that not a lot of uh, fans or regular con attendees really seek out. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, clearly you can look at the ratio of attendees to volunteers it's not close. No, not, not even, at all. Not even. I mean, you, just with the tech guys, there's mm-hmm. probably like 200. But mm-hmm. even then, that's just like nothing compared to the attendees mm-hmm. we had. Right, and I, I just think it's great that you you went out on a limb as you tend to do with most things, and uh, you went out and got that experience, and you got to meet some cool people. And um, did you want to talk about the uh, Crunchyroll premieres that you saw? I know you saw the four, three or four shows oh, that they gosh, premiered for to... for the fall season. Well, if you give me a second here, I'll look up uh, one of the uh, screenshots I took. But yeah, so they had a few premieres. Um, uh, Black Clover. Black Clover. Seems yeah. like it'd be interesting. I'm mm-hmm. not sure if it's something that I'd personally be into, but it did look like it'd be like a pretty cool show. Like, it, um, it has since launched um, officially to the public. And, yeah, um, that, that's launched, and I think the one I'm looking forward to, it's a MMO Junkie. That's the one that... We got to see a couple episodes oh, from yeah. that looks like really, really, really good. You want to describe that and give your first impressions? Uh, yeah, so it's basically about this uh, 30-year-old woman who's a neat, and mm-hmm. she uh, the fr- she just got fired from her job. 
And so she decides to pl- start playing an MMO and creates a male character. And while she's playing, she meets a female character, and they kind of become close in the game. And uh, she starts to meet some of these players unknowingly uh, in real life, and it's just kind of evolving around those kind of interesting, awkward interactions and seeing how that those relationships kind of bloom. There's a short story arc in Welcome to the NHK that covers something exactly like that, mm-hmm. and it goes horribly. <laughs> so I hope this show is better oh, than that short arc. I was <laughs> laughing so much. Like, I was a little worried at first, mm-hmm. but, like, I, this is the kind of awkward comedy that I can really appreciate. It was just a riot the whole way through. Cool. Uh, I'm glad that you... Uh, that you had a good impression of it because had I been on Andy Chart or my anime list or Anime News Network, <laughs> yeah, I would have been like, mm, this sounds like another reason for Miyazaki to hate us. <laughs> and plus, there's a there's a really fine line between like good awkward comedy and like awkward comedy yeah. that's just like I feel slightly uncomfortable right now. Yeah, and this is not it, funny. It basically, <laughs> there's an art to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So no, I, this comedy is actually really really good and. Um, I will say it's important. I feel like this is very important for everybody to know. It's a small tidbit, but so the MMO that she's playing is called uh, Free de Mer, and if you don't know better, uh, that's actually French, and literally it translates to fruit of the sea. But what it actually means is seafood. So just while you're watching the show, just realize she's playing an MMO that's called seafood. I feel like it's an important point that's glossed over if you don't know French. That is, uh, I, I predict that that will have you know. Un, untold consequences <laughs> to the narrative, and it is all some extended metaphor for how overfishing is a problem. Maybe so. I'm not sure. <laughs> I just feel like it's important for everybody to know that. Definitely. Well, that's cool, John. I'm uh, glad you got to see those uh, premieres. I, I hope to check out Black Clover um, maybe at some point because I know that that is one of the most uh, highly anticipated shows of this season, and um, you, you seem to have generally positive thoughts to it even though it doesn't seem like a show that you'll finish I mean, or pick up i mean it's set up pretty well and i and i definitely feel for the uh protagonist mm-hmm. even though he's a bit uh, rambunctious but uh we'll, we'll just have to see how it goes like it, it's set up well but it's not not something i particularly got into mm-hmm. uh not the worst not the my least favorite of the showing for sure but like i don't know we'll see i'll, I'll wait to hear some reviews before i really mm-hmm. Give my take on it. Cool. Sounds good. Well, while you were doing all of that, Tori and I were actually participating in the convention. (laughs) Rude! (laughs) (laughs) Just like lunch. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, we um, were doing, uh, we're going to panels, we were putting on panels, Mm -hmm. uh, we went to the concerts, uh, we walked around the dealer's hall, artist alley. Um, saw a bunch of cosplay, took a few pictures that I will post up online, borderlinepanels.wordpress.com. Um, and on the Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash borderlinepanels. Um, any smooth plugs. Absolutely. They have to know where to find these things. (laughs) Um, so Tori, would you like to start by talking about, uh, the dealer's room? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I just my my brain immediately went to us waiting in line for yeah. the signatures and me like spotting those cosplayers and just being like John we gotta drop everything. Um, but hey, no, that was a good picture. That I did was not an excellent that. picture. You can't act- just say that was a good picture and not say what the picture was. Okay, well, uh, okay, anyway, so we'll get back to that. But let me just talk about the dealers room in general. So I have dealers room burnout, and I think I I'm, get that. I mentioned this to you guys at some point during the weekend. Dealers room. 
and artist alley burnout. And that is solely because we go to a lot of cons that are in our general area. And because, you know, we don't have very many of those in our general area, you start to see the same dealers, the same artists, that kind of stuff over and over. Um, and it's just like, okay, well, I guess it's good because I can save my money, but at the same time, it's like, oh, you know, I want to buy something. Like, I feel like I have to buy something. Mm -hmm. Um, But my favorite part of going to out-of-state conventions is by far the dealer's room because there's such a vast amount of um, diversity, I guess, in the stuff you see, especially in the artist alley because um, bigger artists from, you know, the other side of the country are more interested in flying here to sell their goods because they know it's a big con. So you get things you might otherwise not see, you mm-hmm. know, going to a con the next city over, basically. Even uh, vendors and artists from our far superior sister country, Canada. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was able to find some cool things and um, seeing like Crunchyroll, Funimation, and Animplex mm, um, in there um, doing their cool little things. I do have to give a shout out to bless you. Thank you. Uh, bless you again. Um, shout out to the Lord for <laughs> bless you. I do have to uh, give a shout out to Aniplex for those um, excellent tenth uh, anniversary of Gurren Lagann posters that oh, they were nice. giving away uh, for free um, by filling out a survey. I got a Monogatari one, but nice. you know. And um, I I see you, Aniplex, and I see what you're doing. Conveniently not leaving a um, additional thoughts bracket on your survey. Yeah, because I was gonna go hard. Like I, I was ready to go. <laughs> I un- I understand your business model. I respectfully disagree with it. I would have told you had I been given the opportunity, and I think everyone else would have too. So good move on you because you already know what we think. You probably don't need to hear it anymore. Yeah. You're just gonna keep doing your thing i guess yeah the the funimation booth was great because they had that giant uh no it was crunchyroll yes crunchyroll the crunchyroll had the giant bananya Mm -hmm. and Uh. then like within two hours of them being there they had to put a sign on him that said do not touch me i will fall and i was like i get that (laughs) I, I, i believe one of the crunchyroll employees made a joke about something like don't don't touch him because he had a lot of to drink last night. He'll fall over. And I thought, yeah. ha that's funny. <laughs> um, but Crunchyroll was giving out those amazing uh, large bags. Yes. Oh, my gosh. They oh, were so just great. That's what I need. It's another bag. Right. But those things were so useful in that moment oh, because yeah. I, mean, I could carry them both. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's fine. But, I mean, those bags were so big that they could carry other yeah. bags and other things mm-hmm. and shirts and art prints and stuff. I love how, like, when I went to go get mine, the guy looked me dead in the eye and was just very seriously like, if this rips, we're not giving you another one. And I was like, I hope you told everybody that. <laughs> he, he really wanted to get his point across that you were not going to get another he, Urian ice bag. He scared me a little bit. <laughs> I was just like, that, that's fine, I guess. <laughs> But um yeah all the all the industry booths were really cool. I went and supported uh, Discotech some more. I picked up their new Blu-ray of uh, Kaiba and the Captain Harlock movie, um, my Arcadia of my youth, and the Lupin the Third Island of Assassins film. Nice. Um, those were my major purchases. Tori, you got a few figures. I did. Faku almost made me spend forty dollars on a T-shirt. Then I was just like, not today, Faku, not today. <laughs> Probably for the best. It was a really cool shirt, though. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Um, 
You started a new Eda bag. I did start a new Eda bag. It's very a very specific Eda bag, and then had to drop my theme halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, you'll you'll find enough. I pr- I know you will. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we were standing in line for autographs. Uh, John and I. For who? Uh, Erica Lindbeck, mm-hmm. and uh, happened to look over, and these amazing Final Fantasy fifteen cosplayers walked by, and I about died. And I was just <laughs> like, John, we gotta drop everything, and thank God they didn't wander too far, and I went, and I got a photo squished right between them all. <laughs> it was the she whole, was so happy. Was the whole road trip squad? The whole road trip yep. squad, and honestly, I don't think I've ever looked so happy in my life before. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. Um... Let's see. I um I didn't get a chance to meet any of the guests, but you guys got to meet two, right? Oh, yeah. And get autographs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Unfortunately, all we had time for were two, um, just because the lines were so gnarly. And I had to work that day. That and was... you had to work that day too. I mean, like, thank you for mm-hmm. being there to help me a little hey, bit. No problem. But um, yeah, just the lines were so crazy. Mm-hmm. But um, we got to meet Erica Lindbeck, and we got to meet Kana Ueda, who is an angel. And um, we didn't know that you had to attend her Q&A panel before to get a ticket, basically. And she told staff, like, nah, don't worry about it. If there's still time, I'll sign people's stuff, even if they don't have a ticket. And um, That's really nice. We lucked out, and um, also thank you to the person that was in line, um, sort of near us, who got an extra item signed because he wasn't getting anything signed and um also shout out to the people that we met in line that we became friends with who like geeked out about love live and everything else with me you guys are really cool that's all i got (laughs) (laughs) cool um well we will talk about the concerts last but tori go ahead and talk Mm -hmm. about how your panel went um my panel was fantastic Um, I had a minor little setback in the beginning because I conveniently forgot how to operate my own computer. (laughs) uh... (laughs) Tori, Tori, if you will recall what happened in my Gynax panel. Oh my gosh. You, you, I think... What, what, I, I was there for your what, guy next panel. That was yeah. Awful. I'm sorry. Uh, so be thankful for your minor setback. That, that is fair. I was just tired and forgot to uh, how to run a computer. But anyway, um, uh, thank you everybody for coming out. If you happen to be listening, out of full house, there were people waiting to get in. Um, they did put me in a like medium, small, small to like little bit medium sized room. Medium. A medium, if you will. Um, and that was really cool. Um, had a very wonderful, very interactive audience. Um, in a good way, though. Yeah, in a good way. Um, nobody was, like, super heckly, which, like, I ran into that, um, last year at Animazement a little bit. I had some people that were, like, up front and being... Well, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, basically. So, but that's neither here nor there. Um, crowd was really great. So, yeah, thank you if you were there. Um, there was also a really weird fiasco where things had gotten switched up and I was up against another horror panel. Um, and he apparently has been running this panel there for a handful of years. Um, but our content was different enough to draw out different crowds. Um, and I had the idea to talk to staff about it just to ask you know what was going on was there any way I could possibly move to another night and I wasn't expecting that at all but staff was very apologetic and they explained everything and um it was basically just a uh 
overlook on the schedule because something was canceled and then our panels got moved and um, they didn't realize what they had done scheduling two panels with the same content basically within an hour like overlap of each other and um yeah the panel panel head was very apologetic and she said she wouldn't let it happen again mm-hmm. so yeah wasn't too upset mm-hmm. And then um, we popped into uh, that gentleman's panel for a hot minute. and um, I was able to get to the tail end of that one, too. Yeah, Yeah. and um, what we saw of it, I I thought I was really impressed. Um, uh, The panelist, his name is, uh, he goes by Mongrel on Facebook, and uh, he does a lot of really cool panels. Uh, He did a Berserk panel that I was really bummed that I could not get in. Yeah, they were at capacity. Yeah, that that was a very consistent issue with with AWA, and I'm I'm really not sure exactly what the solution to that problem is. Is. And um, I don't remember that being an issue in previous years, but then again, like, when I was going the previous years, I didn't really go to panels, like, we mostly focused on cosplay and, mm-hmm. like, guests, mm-hmm. so. So now you have transcended into the, uh, the, uh, the intellectual Rick and Morty, um. I have my PhD, <laughs> yes. Exactly. Thank you for noticing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes. I don't have my sauce, so I might stab a guy. That's fair. Fair enough. <laughs> Um, the only other weird thing with panels that I had noticed besides the capacity thing was um, the one that we had tried to get into uh, Saturday night, um, the weird video thing. Do you remember? With Daryl Surratt? Yes. Yeah, the weird videos mm-hmm. panel. Yeah, Yeah, mm-hmm. and just the way they had that set up was a little iffy um because if you weren't sitting within the first few rows you could not see the projection screen yep and um if you were sitting within the first few rows the audio was also really bad because there was some sort of massive k-pop explosion going on next door (laughs) well you know i was okay with that personally but it seemed like and it might just be me because like you know i have the hearing issues and stuff but it sounded like everything in those front speakers was really garbled i mean i could hear him okay when he spoke but it sounded like all of the audio from the videos was really garbled but i noticed when we moved towards the back of the room on our way out to go get dinner um those speakers sounded much better to me like i was able to actually understand what was going on Mm -hmm. so um i just wish they had taken a little more care into setting up that room Mm -hmm. to make it more maybe had just called the technician out there so we could see what the problem was yeah well yeah, there are a lot of little issues like this that happen at like every con, and yeah, that, some that's of them not specifically. Yeah, alien, I've seen that happen at other places too. Yeah, definitely, and and a lot of these are like things that could be fixed with little fixes, or they're just something that's just like, all right, well, it's happening, and we just got to move forward. Yeah, like you, you can't do anything about being scheduled against the rave, yeah. Tori. Mm. At, yeah, salty. It's, it's all right, but I mean, it's like stuff like that that happens, and you just got to push through and yeah. carry on. Um, because if you keep your crowd you know, interested enough, they really are not going to care. Yeah, as long as you do the best under your any any of your circumstances, and just yeah. I mean, the show must go on, just make it happen. Um, and then you you know write uh, an email later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> In red, like thirty point font, Helvetica <laughs> fold. Yes. Um, so I put on two panels. Uh, one was my uh, extended history of Kingdom Hearts panel, which was a packed house with a uh, full line out the door. Um, I'm very sorry for everyone who uh, was not able to get in, but I really appreciate appreciate everyone who came, and we had a lot of fun. Absolutely, and um, I feel like personally, in terms of my personal review of myself, I feel like I did the best at that panel that I had ever done. I felt like I was really on point with my material. Um, 
and um, I still have a few things that I would like to change and fine tune, um, but I felt more confident this time around. I get that totally. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's good to do, you know, to a point. I think it's really good to to take whatever panel that you have and try and do it as often as possible, mm-hmm. um, just to, but. Not in the sense of like doing it to where you feel like you've burnt yourself out, right. but do it mm-hmm. to where you you are always reinventing the way that you do it to make it the best version of itself. Mm-hmm. If you start out with a panel that you're not that you've gotten done, but you're not super confident with it, I don't think that you should just keep doing it to maybe one day feel confident with it. Mm-hmm. You know, change those elements about it that you feel a little bit more insecure about. Um, you know, suit. You know, fine tune it to get to get it to where you want it to be. Um, and I feel like I've tried to learn that uh, more and more through doing my panels. But um, again, that was a great crowd. Um, everybody was super into it. Um, we had tables and chairs and notepads, mm-hmm. and some people were writing notes, and I'm just like, That's what are really you great. writing? <laughs> like, I, I need to see these notes before you leave this room, <laughs> whatever it is that you have written down. Um but um, that was a lot of fun. My Gynax panel was an unfortunate small mess um, because we were put into a room that apparently had... Um, it was the cursed room. Yeah, it um, had some very consistent AV problems throughout the whole day. We couldn't really get the things to work until about halfway through. My panel time was up, so I was only able to get through the history of Gynax up to Karekano, which is only about half of my panel, um, and I felt like because of my um, uh, frazzled mind, I didn't deliver it in the way that uh, I would have preferred, um, but I guess I guess for what it was, it was all right. I just look forward to being able to do that panel, hopefully again next year with not nearly the complications, <laughs> and probably a two-hour block, because... Mm-hmm. The more stuff I add to that panel, I think I think it really needs the extra hour. Yeah. Yeah. At least everybody that was in the room though was like super patient and didn't immediately just like up and like duck out. That is like, very true. Most everybody, with the exception I think of like one person, one or two people, mm-hmm. waited until you got everything up and running. Yeah, and I really appreciate that because I don't. I mean, I don't expect people to do that because you know cons are, are busy things. There's always something else to do while you're doing one other thing. And yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, I, I really appreciate you guys sticking around. And um, I wish that I was more on my prime, but I promise I will be better <laughs> next time. I absolutely promise. Um, final things um, that I think we should discuss about AWA are the concerts, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, so that we can go ahead and get this part wrapped up, so that we can bring our guest in for part two is probably our highlight of convention programming, which was the concert with Dalco and Teddy Lloyd. Uh, They did a, um, for those of you who don't know, uh, Dalco is a um, a Japanese hip-hop artist, and Teddy Lloyd is a um, a DJ. Um, They are both famous as a, individually, but as a pair, uh, they are most famous for doing um, Me, Me, Me uh, from the um, Studio Cara animate oh gosh what that thing what is that thing animators expo yeah it it slipped my mind for a moment but um yeah from a from a few years they did that song um and uh that's that swooped the internet in that time and it's still something that is definitely in the in the minds and the psyche of anime fans to these days um and um just seeing them perform that particular song live was just absolutely outstanding 
Uh, Dalco played a lot of her uh, personal uh, songs from her albums, and that was amazing. Uh, their AV show was really interesting, uh, even though I still have no idea what in the world that Cinderella... I found out. What is I that from? I found out, thanks to that guy that I was in line with in the Kano Ueda autographs. Mm-hmm. It is from, I think he said, Rage of the Bahamut. Okay. There is a, um, like a, it seemed the way he was explaining it was like a spinoff type thing, another season, um, in which that that is relevant. Um, that's the ending for it, I do believe. So... During one of Dalco's songs, just to give you a little bit more context to this, she played uh, some scenes from an anime that was like a weird space Cinderella thing. Yeah. And um, at the time, Tori and I both didn't know what it was, but um, if that guy uh, explained it accurate, accurately, then it's from... It's Rage of Bahamut Virgin Soul. Gotcha. I think is what he told me. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Um, well, that that's good to know. Um, but uh, Teddy Lloyd came out and played uh, two songs... With Dalco played, um, yeah, that's um, Ski, or whatever that song is called, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and then Me, 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 and it was both outstanding. They played an hour-long show. It was mm-hmm. it was everything I wanted. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely everything I wanted. <laughs> and they did, an, they did an autograph signing, which did start late, but that's all right, um, and they were selling prints for 10 bucks, and they were both signing it, and Teddy Lloyd spoke very good comp- uh, like conversational English, yeah. and that was interesting, and I got to shake his hand, and uh, Dalco was very sweet, and they were both wonderful and excellent to see. Yeah. Um, anything to add on your end? Um... My friend that was with us in line, we both went through and we were just like, yeah, we loved your work on Panty and Stocking. And Teddy Lloyd was just like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like, surprised that somebody still remembers that after, like, all these years. <laughs> yeah, because uh, anime fans tend to have short memories sometimes. Very, so very true. Maybe he, he just, didn't expect it. Yeah, he seemed very just, like, proud, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. He yeah. should be, because that's a really good soundtrack. Yeah. Um... So the second concert that we went to, which is what unfortunately caused us to get home around 6 a.m. Please don't remind me. That evening. That was also the sushi restaurant. That That's also true. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that briefly in a moment. But um, we, uh, we stayed for the uh, Final Fantasy Orchestra concert, uh, which was um, A New World, mm-hmm. which is the smaller version of Distant Worlds, which is their full Final Fantasy touring orchestra that they do fairly often it yeah. it, it, mm-hmm. it goes on tour um a lot um but this was the smaller one and they played uh select songs from all over the final fantasy franchise um it was oh, it was Zanarkin really was so nice it was yeah. they played so many great tracks from the franchise um and the way that they the way that they structured the concert was really interesting well first of all um one of the guests at the convention was the composer of the music for final fantasy 12 mm-hmm. i assume they probably got him in there because they most recently did the hd remaster mm-hmm. of 12 yes. uh, for playstation 4 um and he was there uh the conductor brought him up on stage and i in- introduced him and uh, i believe he said something um just like a few like a little thank you mm-hmm. uh, right before then um, and then the um, the uh, the conductor introduced uh, two to three songs at a time, mm-hmm. and then they just played it through, gave yeah. a little bit of context. I liked that was that, that was an lot. interesting format. I'm not used to mm-hmm. the conductors being so, I guess, personal to the yeah. audience. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was really good, um, and you could tell that he had a a very deep personal appreciation for the music, um, and um, and that was really cool. Um, 
and then that show was about how long? An hour, about an hour. Well, hour, it started hour and a half? late, so it was about an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they played a lot of great tracks. And they ended it off with One Winged Angel, which, to to Tori's credit, I did not think that they were going to no, play, and I, you were totally right. I leaned over, and I was just like, hey, do you think they're going to play One Winged Angel? And you were just like, nah, they won't. And then it started, and I was just like, what did I tell you? <laughs> well, see, my theory was, like, I thought, because the concert was described as, like, intimate music from Final Fantasy. I I thought it was just going to be the ballads and things like that. And I thought it was going to be a selection of like less, I don't, I feel really bad saying like less recognizable pieces, but not like, you know, the big ones that you're immediately like, oh, I know that's exactly from Final Mm. Fantasy. I mean, that's not a, that's not a poor description. I mean, One Winged Angel is definitely a lot more well known than like the, a town theme from Final Fantasy V or whatever, Fair if enough. that even exists. But, but I dispute that with Xanarkin because the, well, yeah, that's they like they also played that, and that's a very iconic yeah, piece. So, it's like but, the first Final Fantasy game I ever played. Yeah, exactly. So. so I would say like maybe like not like battle themes, not the intense yeah. stuff, more mm-hmm. slow stuff and yeah. somber stuff, which is why mm-hmm. Xanarkin was a perfect fit for that. Right. right. So I, I get what you're saying. Like maybe not so much like the big battle things, yeah. but more for like the the soft sentimental themes. Either way, regardless of what I thought or whatever, I'm very glad that they played One Winged Angel. I am too, mostly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, yes, John, tell us why. Oh, um, God. Tell us why One Winged Angel for us was a little bit more awkward than it should have been. Okay, to, to clarify, the band, the, the, the orchestra did fine. They were fantastic. Absolutely. And they did just fine. The only issue was the, the conductor, I'm really hoping uh, rhetorically or ironically has said, if you know the words, sing along for this song. Right, because it usually is poor, like, orchestra manners. I was having, like, mad flashbacks to the Kingdom Hearts. Oh, orchestra. yeah, yeah. Because it is usually poor poor taste in those settings to make noise, yeah, make a ruckus. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And plus, nobody really knows the words to this particular song, except for, like, yeah, the one. there's probably maybe... of people that have heard One Winged Angel actually know the lyrics. Well, we found the .01%. (laughs) (laughs) And unfortunately for me, he was right next to me. And, like, he would already been, like, kind of smooshing between uh, Austin here. So, Mm -hmm. like, he was, we were already uncomfortably close. And uh, then he, he started singing. And I say singing, but I'm sorry, I can't be nice about this. Like, it was just the most atonal screeching I've I've ever heard, and it was just it didn't stop. Yeah. It didn't, and the, so the orchestra tried to play louder, and I think it was a response to him singing and just being so loud. <gasps> no, and so I he started singing yes. louder. I yes, he did. To, I didn't even pick up on that. Yes. Yeah. I, I I couldn't even tell that they were like, oh my. Yeah. No. Yeah, and he's just screaming like the lyrics at the top of his lungs, and I'm just like, I really wish you would stop. Um, if you're out there listening, whoever you are, young man. Um, <laughs> Please don't do that again. Well, Please. not only that, we will send, we will pay for you a free month of Crunchyroll subscription if you agree to never sing "One Winged Angel" or any other Final Fantasy song or any other musical thing ever again. Like, like, look, it's one thing to like sing along and have a good time, but if you know you just don't have that talent, maybe yeah. just, just. To yourself, just just quietly, just yeah. use Fo- just so you, focus on crochet. Yes. But see, <laughs> see, there is a even better addition to the story, oh, man. in which on the way home. Okay, so so let, let so me... I brought up this guy on the way home because I'm just like so <laughs> mad about this guy because he's just ruining the song for me the whole time. 
myself and the other person in our party apparently both had the thought during this entire scenario that it was actually John. And I was so tired during that orchestra that it did not process in my mind that John can actually sing. And can sing quite well. And can sing well. And my entire thought process was, okay, keep your eyes on the orchestra. Don't turn around. John's had a really long weekend, so let's not ruin his fun. in the car that it was not John, but yet the young man sitting next to John, and I think we both laughed so, everybody in the car laughed so hard that we were in, like, physical pain. But but if I, if I gotta be real with you guys for a second, I totally get why you thought it was me at first, because, like, I am just silly all the time. Exactly. And so, like, I, I can... thought you were just being silly. Yeah, I, I get that, but, like, even I know there's a point where you just shouldn't. Right. Like, like again, I, I have standards. They're hard to find, believe me, but they are there, and that's one of them. I just, I'm Tori, not... I, do, I do admire that you created this very extended narrative to make sure that that was, in fact, John singing. <laughs> um, it's that quite creative. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, and I'm sorry that you had your world crash and burn when you learned the sad realization that I, John... I, it was a little bit disappointing, actually. <laughs> well, great. Now I feel like I'm obligated now to like ruin the next work. Well, we're, we're not going to do that. But, you, know, you know, at least it was only like a $10 ticket and it wasn't... Oh, yeah, that was... I'm glad this wasn't at like the Kingdom Hearts Orchestra where it was like almost a $200 ticket. Oh, jeez. <laughs> right, right. So that being said... Um, Yes. Uh, thank, thank, thank you for the memories, but yes. I'm, I'm sorry for all of us and the orchestra that, yes. And, and, and I think my favorite thing was all the people that were in, like, the little radius that kept, like, turning around and, like, looking, and I was like, oh, my God, John. <laughs> How do you think I feel about just shut up? They're all looking at me. Stop it. <laughs> I'm being a good boy for once. Just, it. just for final actual clarity, that was not in fact John. No, let no, us no, just no. get that out there, one hundred percent, in case someone missed something. I was innocent this time, one hundred percent. But I think that well wraps up our talk about AWA. But you wanted to go over <laughs> biggest cosplays that you noticed real quick, right? <laughs> yeah, and uh, one little, one little other fun story that goes along with that. Okay. Um, I have to say that I had a blast cosplaying. I had kind of fallen out of it for a while, but um, this con really, like, rekindled my love of that. Specifically, thank you to, like, all the people who were cosplaying from Persona 5 um, on Friday for being, like, really, really fun and, like, interacting with me because I was also cosplaying from Persona 5. Um, to the on, that every time that walked by me was, like, looking good, Futaba, I love you and I hope you're having a good day. And um, also shout out to everyone who flipped their wig uh, over the fact that I was sitting in a corner on my laptop as Futaba for about an hour before my panel, working on my panel. Because <laughs> uh, in the seven years I've been cosplaying, that was the most I've ever been stopped to take a picture. <laughs> and you weren't even walking around, and you were I just wasn't sitting even there. walking around. People would walk up to me and I'd look up and be like, yes, can I help you? And they're like, oh no, go back to what you're doing. I'm just going to take a picture. And I'm like, okay, that's did, fine. Didn't someone ask you if your laptop was real? Someone did indeed <laughs> ask me if my laptop was real. And I'm like, how do you not see the reflection glaring in my glass? You should have just said no. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I painted, painted this on here. 
Like, it's a very realistic demo. Yeah, very realistic demo. Yeah, this this laptop, yeah, not even here. This yeah. is a projection. Um, yeah, and also thank you uh, to everybody on Saturday when I was cosplaying Mommy, because I don't think I heard any uh, head jokes. Maybe, uh, just, yeah. maybe just one. And I know sometimes you welcome those things, depending on what you cosplay, but um, thank you, AWA attendees. <laughs> well, Madoka is an old man's anime now, because that, that shows... Six years old. Oh, don't remind me. <sighs> Still very good. Go watch it. It's on Netflix and junk. Um, but anyway, I think we're going to break here um, for our discussion of AWA. Thank you, John, for joining us. Yes, and I will see you guys next time. I will not be on the last half of this, unfortunately. It's okay. We will miss you and encourage your swift return. I, I, I like to be swift, yes. All right, and we will be on um, right after this short little musical interlude with our guest and Tori and I, and he will be discussing Little Witch Academia. You want to say goodbye, John? Bye, guys. Have fun. Hey guys, I know we said that we would be doing a uh, short little musical intermission and then jumping into our review of Little Witch Academia with our special guest, but um, upon uh, checking the uh, time counter after finishing that episode, we realized that we rambled on and on about uh, our experiences at uh, Anime Weekend Atlanta for almost over an hour, and then the... uh, a Little Witch Academia review went to almost two hours in of itself, so uh, we decided to just split these into two episodes rather than forcing you guys to uh, get through a potentially two-hour-plus-long podcast episode. Um, so expect our review of Little Witch Academia with our special guest uh, to be in a separate episode uh, that will be uploaded uh, very shortly after this one. Uh, so just wanted to get that out there in case you guys were wondering uh, where the uh, Little Witch uh, review is, and that is where it will be. Um, so thank you guys again for listening. Um, that review will be up very, very soon, if not immediately after this one, uh, so stay tuned. And as always, uh, you can keep up with whatever it is that we are doing uh, by following us on social media at facebook.com slash borderlinepanels or on our various Twitter accounts and all of that stuff that will be in the episode description. Um, So I will see you guys very, very soon. Thanks for listening.